Hello and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place that protects and explores what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like that caterpillar who carries its butterfly blueprint and its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis and then melts into liquid before transforms, we too have an inner knowing that can tell us how to make our wings. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. It's Sauce. So glad to be together again. And I have a question for you. What would happen if we asked more questions of each other? And I don't mean the kind of questions that are like badgering or accusatory or where we're being consumptive, but more what would happen if we asked more questions of each other out of a kind curiosity or out of a curious kindness? And the reason I'm asking this is because I keep pondering how storied our lives are and how interesting and amazing people are, and also how often we miss each other and what would happen to our lives and how much more robust, how much more full would they be if we started sharing more of ourselves with each other? So that's the topic of our episode today. What would happen if we asked more questions rather than assuming something? How many, oh my gosh, how many times have I wrongly assumed something about someone? And that's not even intentionally sometimes, right? It's just human nature. We kind of make stories out of what we see, or we put pieces together when we formulate something, we formulate an impression, we formulate an opinion, we think we know something about someone, but the amount of times that I've been wrong, or that I've been pleasantly surprised, or that I've just been in wonderment over the amazingness of someone, if I just would ask the question, then who knows? what that person's answer is. Who knows what their life experience is and who knows what they have to share. And so often it's so delightfully surprising. And you know, sometimes we can go years and decades with people that we love the most, that we see the most, and we might forget to even ask questions of each other, of our partners or our really close friends. There may be so many things about them that we never knew. There might be so many ways that they've changed since we've known them. And maybe it would be so interesting to talk about it, to listen to each other. And my inspiration for this episode, or even for just these thoughts lately that I've been pondering, is this club that met in my room when I was teaching high school. So I mentioned in some of these episodes that I used to teach high school, which was the most amazing. Oh, it was just, I was going to call it a job, but it really was so much more than that. It was just the most incredible life experience to learn from teenagers and to experience the kind of laughter and the kind of vulnerability and love, right? Like teenagers are just so incredible. And so... This particular club that I mentioned 
was one that formed kind of spontaneously and it grew into itself. It was almost like its own imagining. And we didn't plan on starting this club, but what happened was two students came in, I think it was two to start out with, came in just to my classroom during lunch. And if you can think back to when you were in high school, well, I mean, obviously you can think back to when you were in high school, but think back. And I don't know how your lunches were, but for me, they were quick. They were like 40 or 45 minutes or like sometimes they were like 42 minutes or whatever. And whether you were going to eat on campus or you were going to go off and get something, it was just always a little bit of a consideration, sometimes maybe an unnerving nervousness about who you were going to eat lunch with unless you already had that planned out and there was a regular scene or something. It could be a time that was um, a little fraught with discomfort sometimes. And especially if you ever moved schools or changed friend groups or something happened with friends that you used to hang out with, whatever. Lunchtime had the potential to be so much fun and such a great break. And also the potential to just bring up some feelings of exclusion. And so I bring that up as a backdrop because this club turned out to be just the most amazing place to spend lunch, or at least that's how I felt because my life was so enriched by these students that would come through during lunch. Okay, so what happened was these two students came in and the three of us moved our desks into just sort of a triangle. I guess that's, if you can imagine, three desks kind of pushed together so that we can all see each other. And we just shared life thoughts and stories. And I know that doesn't sound maybe that different, but what happened that day was that we realized that it was really great to be together because we came in kind of frantic, or at least me. I mean, I, at this point in the day, would have already taught four classes. And, you know, in the classes, you're multitasking, you're watching time, you're trying to attend to different students and give a presentation and give homework and get groups formed. And, oh, you're just doing so many different things and fielding questions, and trying to develop community, and get people thinking, and imagining, and oh, just, there's just so much that goes on in the school day, and so when we sat down, and there was a scene change, because all of a sudden, we were just dialed in to one another, and then sharing our lives and exchanging stories and la laughing a lot. I mean, when do you not laugh with teenagers? Oh my gosh. Remembering how fun life is and how real feelings are and how incredible human beings are in the first place. And so that day, though, was maybe at lunch like any other day, that day we realized how much it meant to be together and to have a place where we could sit in a circle and share stories. And so we decided to do that once a week. And the next week they brought more people. And it became that triangle turned into a circle 
and from that came the name of the club, and they called it Round Table. And the reason they did that was because they wanted to make sure that everyone could always be seen and that everybody had an equal place and that we would all listen to each other. And that circle sometimes held as few as two people, which turned out to be always some deep, usually vulnerable conversation, almost like those days were destined for fewer people. And on other days, there would be a lot of people, but always the circle. And there we are sitting with each other. And this is what the club turned into. They decided to ask questions and and then they would go around the circle answering it. So one person would start and they would be in charge of making up the question. And this question ranged from something like, would you rather wear a shoe on your right hand for two weeks without explaining it to anyone or loudly hum happy birthday to yourself when you're walking down the hall every day for four days? And each person would have to consider that question and answer it. And you know teenagers are the most captivating when they come to answering questions like this. And then other questions would be, what is your favorite memory of kindergarten? Or if you could be one person in the novel that you're reading now, who would you be and why? Or if you could invent one thing that would change something for someone, what would that be and why? And of course, what is your favorite breakfast cereal, obviously, and what kind of milk would you use? And do you put the milk in first or do you put the cereal in first? It didn't matter the question. What mattered was that everybody answered it and everybody listened to that one person who was answering. And what was the most amazing feeling to me was that the students started to show their colorful lives, their deep hearts, their hilarity, and just the beauty of who they are, the things that meant something to them, and then just whether they preferred paper clips or staplers. I mean, it was just great to know these things, and everybody became such a much more brilliant, colorful, authentic representation of who they really were, and something happened. We were able to see each other and hear one another and grow and learn and laugh. I mean, I keep saying laughter because there was so much of it. But it was a place that had its own landscape, and it quieted the craziness, and it was always safe. And you never had to come with a friend. You just knew that when you entered the room, you had a place in the circle. And one of the things that they developed along the way in this club was that they never put pressure on people to come. You could come once the whole year or you could come every week. It didn't matter. And there were definitely people that came every week. And then there were people who just came when they felt like it. They just came through. And it was wonderful because 
everyone was sovereign. Nobody had unreasonable expectations. It was just a place where you were welcome and you were seen and something always deepened us within our togetherness of that circle. And so they decided that upon your first meeting, you were then a co-president along with all the other co-presidents that ever were. And you never lost that status. And it was something about the equity and the safety and the fun and the meaning and the colorful storied answers and the thought-provoking and ridiculous questions that made that lunch period so life-changing, so life-changing for me, really. I just saw people and the incredible human spirits that are within all of us that we can easily miss in our busyness or in our routines. And routines are great. And sometimes we don't have the energetic space or the time. And obviously, we don't want to be not thoughtful about other people's times. We don't want to badger or again, be consumptive of someone's time. But this is more just to say, like, sometimes it's really amazing to get to know all of the brilliancy about someone. And we might only know them by form, right? Sometimes we know people because we provide a service for them or they for us, or we have the same routine or the same class, or we sit by each other for something, And if there's one thing we can promise each other, there are a lot of stories and hopes and dreams and scars and beauty and who knows what else inside that person. And I can just say that in those days around that round table circle, there were colorful, beautiful lives on display. Also real emotions. Sometimes we shed tears. Sometimes we held empathetic, compassionate space. And sometimes who knows what kind of paper airplane metaphorically or more literally was going to fly through the room, but always attunement, always respect, always listening. Today I was thinking, you know, I knew I was going to record this podcast episode and I was thinking about it. And so just for fun on my social media, I asked the question in my stories, What was one of your favorite childhood games or toys? And I just, I just have to share some of the first ones that came through because I was so delighted. I felt like I just was picturing the person who answered it. And then I was picturing what must have been the most adorable little version of this person doing this thing. And my heart was just gushing. Okay, keeping anonymity, here are the first five that came through. One person said that she loves dress up. I mean, okay, who doesn't love a good dress up? Next person, kick the can with my cousins outside at night. And then another person said, my favorite toy was whatever bike I had at the time. And the only rule was that I had to be home when the streetlights came on. Another one, Jack's. 
oh my gosh, I haven't thought about Jackson forever. And suddenly pictures of my mom float through my head. My mom teaching me how to play Jackson, the bouncing ball, and how good she was and how bad I was. But then how much better you get as you practice and just how much fun we had. And then this one just got me. Oh my gosh. Favorite toy was a Steve Austin action figure doll and spaceship and also a Dukes of Hazard racetrack. And what I loved about this very quick question and answer, which took very little time, was that it gave me a new closeness, a new appreciation and a connection to each of these five people and just the delight in seeing a little bit of their very brilliant lives, right? Like how wonderful it was just to hear these things. And I look forward to reading the rest of them. But how many more things are there about those five people, about the people who I'm closest to, about the people that I see but don't talk to? And again, I know time is so valuable and we don't always have that time to give or take. But I'm just wondering, like, sometimes we are just amidst people who have so much about themselves, so much to share, so much to connect with, so much to know. And I I can just say that even as a result of this little question I asked on my social media stories and random people that I talked a little bit longer to today, not that we always have the time and not that they always want you to talk to them, obviously, but my world just became so robust, more robust, right? More colorful as I saw you more brilliantly, as I saw more about these people and how wonderful it is to just connect, to deepen relationships, to laugh, to be ridiculous, to ponder, to find a place that is deep. And of course, when we talk together, we want to make sure that we ensure safety and we ensure proper boundaries and all that, you know, kindness, thoughtfulness as we ask questions. I'm sure I don't have to say this, I'm, but I just, I just want to be mindful that it's not a consumptive asking, but it's just a getting to know how incredibly storied and brilliant and beautiful the lives are of each person and how amazing it is when we get to know each other and how also really wonderful it feels to be heard and seen by someone. So in the spirit of Roundtable, thank you for being a co-president. And I hope you have a wonderful week asking questions and listening to stories and, yeah, being that beautiful human that you are. I would love to connect with you. Find me on Instagram. Maybe I'll write some questions in my stories. I would love to hear your answers. I'm at Lori Sase, L-O-R-I-S-A-S-E. And if you want to find out about coaching, Check out my website, lorisase.com. Have the best week. And honestly, if you could ask one person one curiously kind question to make life a little more fun and a little more connected, 
Who would that be, and what would you ask them? I'll leave you with that parting question. That and my biggest, warmest wishes 